Welcome to Kingdom Perspective Broadcast, the teaching ministry of Dr. David Ogaga. We believe that this message is going to open up the seals and cause you to have a deeper revelation into the Word of God that will make you see beyond the letters in the Word. Here is Dr. David. Lord, we just come to receive from you instructions. We come to receive from you directions, Father, to know how to walk in life and to stir up our spirit and our faith. To be able, Father of glory, to cause our life to be praise and glory unto you on the face of the earth. In Jesus' name. Amen. Alright, so we'll continue with our study on according to your faith. I'm still dealing with that. And I want you to still go on a little bit so that you completely understand what we're talking about. Like I said previously, faith is the ultimate. In life, whatever thing you achieve, whatever things you you be able to walk through in life, in times of storm, what you need is faith. Absolute faith. That is all you need. That's what you need. So there's a need for you to come to this complete understanding of what faith really is and how you should be able to live and walk by the faith that the Lord has given to each and every one of us. It's very vital we understand what I'm talking about because Challenges will always come. Situations will always come. But if you don't have faith, you definitely will fail. Hallelujah. Praise God. Alright. So again, look at Hebrews 11 verse number 1 just there. And then uh, we continue. Hebrews 1 11. 11 1 rather. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. We've explained this severally. I want to look at a particular situation this morning to let you see how powerful the issue of faith really is and how that is important that strong faith is really connected to God instruction, which you can hear audibly, which can come from the Word of God, which can come from dreams and visions. Hallelujah. Amen. Look at Hebrews 11 verse 29. For instance, Hebrews 11 verse 29, the Bible says, by faith they, that the children of Israel, passed through the Red Sea, and by dry land, which the Egyptians are saying to do, were drowned. And this is very important, but let's go and read the content a little bit. Exodus 14 verse 10, let's look at the content, so we'll see what we say here. Exodus 14 verse number 10. When Pharaoh drew nigh, that's now they were pursuing children of Israel, as they left Egypt, and they were right in the wilderness, going towards the Red Sea, they came to the Red Sea and they camped right there because the sea was up there. And the Bible says, And when the Pharaoh drew nigh, the children of Israel lifted up their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them, and they were so afraid. And the children of Israel cried out unto the Lord. And they said unto Moses, Because there were no graves in Egypt, and had that taken us away to die in the wilderness? Wherefore has that dead tossed with us to carry us forth out of Egypt? Is not this the world that we tell thee? In Egypt, saying, Let us alone that we may serve the Egyptians. Is it what frustration can do? So that you come to the place of frustration, you lose hope, you lose you lose life, you want to give up. I mean, all manner of things will be running through your mind. Praise the Lord. Because of pressure, you can even deny who the Lord is. Because of pressure, you can deny even the faith you have before. Because of pressure, you can even determine. I mean, when people talk about committing suicide. It comes a lot of pressure. Over the weekend, somebody sent me a message and we're talking about this view of depression. I have to send some messages that we have already unto this individual. 
You know, depression can really like take you to the place of frustration. You can't see your vision anymore. You can't see the goal anymore. You can't see anything about life anymore. These people have come to the place of complete confusion. They've lost hope in God. Initially, they agreed that God was God when he dealt with all the, uh, the gods in Egypt. Now they come to the wilderness because there's an issue. The Red Sea was there and the Egyptians were coming behind them. They lost hope. They couldn't remember one more time the things that God did while they were in Egypt. And that's the way it happens to each and every one of us. When your finances are coming down, you lose hope. And the man that strengthened you, that gave you grace in the first time, to be able to come to the place that you are. But I'm saying you don't have to. God is still God. Amen? Alright. And he said, for it had been better for us to serve the Egyptians than that we should die in the wilderness. And Moses said unto the people, fear you not, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord, which we show to you today. For the Egyptian women have seen today, you shall see them again no more forever. And I say the same thing to you in the name of Jesus Christ. The Egyptian you have seen today, you shall see them no more. Now, I, I love what Moses was saying here. But you see, and that's a spirit of leadership. It's not as if Moses also was not having an issue. He was. But as a leader, you don't have to succumb to the thought of the people. If you remember what happened to David when when it comes to the issue of Ziklag and everybody took, I mean, they took their wives, took their children, and everybody was crying. And if I intended that you should stone David, making David to fail. Remember what he did. The Bible says, well, he encouraged himself. And that's one of the principles of leadership. As a father, even in the family, even if things are going down, you got to encourage yourself and speak life to the situation, speak life to the people, strengthen the people. Amen, somebody? It's so important you understand this principle of leadership. Praise God. Verse 40 said, The Lord shall fight for you, and he shall hold your peace. Amen? And the Lord said unto Moses, Wherefore Christ died unto me, speak the children of Israel that they go what? They go forward. Now Moses had issue, and God saw that as well. You understand that? But Moses never let the people know that they had an issue. The world, why crying unto me? It's a clear indication. By implication, was trying to say, you have what it takes to cross the Red Sea. You don't even need to talk to me about it. You have what is in your hand to be able to cross the Red Sea. If you used the miracle in Egypt before, you can use it now. What is that supposed to mean to you? If you have ever walked in the realm of miracles before, signs and wonders, if you have ever walked, allowing faith to work for you once in a while, if you come to any terrible situation, remember your faith. Remember where you came from. Remember what you did with the faith initially when you had a problem. Hallelujah. You always go through, no matter the difficult time, if you can remember. If you remember what David did, when Goliath was standing before him, he talks about it there, he talks about the lion, good you kill. You remember what he accomplished with his faith. So faith that got you in the place of success some time ago can never lose you. You can't lose it. It's still there. You just go back to what you were able to do, to how you were able to come to the place that you are. And remember maybe one or two things the Lord has spoken to you, you will be able to overcome whatever situation that you are having. Praise God somebody. So Moses said all this and God told him, what is in your hand? Just stretch forth your hand and get it done. Verse 16 says, But lift up now thy rod and stretch out the hand over the sea and divide it, and the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. 17 says, And I, behold, I will harden the heart of Egyptians, and they shall follow thee, and I will give me honor upon Pharaoh, and upon all his souls, upon his chariots, and upon his horsemen. Hallelujah. I told you here some time ago. The presence of that which you call enemy should not frustrate you. Because sometimes 
God is always setting them up for destruction. When an enemy continues to follow you, and he doesn't want to relent, until maybe he brings you down, he subdues you or destroys you, just understand one thing. God is setting up the enemy for destruction. Hallelujah. It's nothing to worry about. Let your focus continuously remain in God. That is not a point at which you talk to praying about killing people. No, no, no. But just know it for sure. God is setting up that enemy that they want to relent in pursuing you for destruction. And that enemy you will see no more. Hallelujah. That is what the word of God says. So I want you to see there's the story. Uh, let's look at it now. Hebrews 9, I mean 11 verse 29. From the story we have just read. And see the way the scripture puts it here. There is something I want you to see from this passage as well. Message translation. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 29. By an act of faith, Israel walked through the Red Sea on dry ground. The Egyptian tried it and drowned. Now I want you to see something here. What faith can enable you to do? The unbelievers can do it. Hallelujah. What faith can cause you to achieve? Unbeliever. If I, if I, the struggle to do things, but you walk by faith, and then favor comes your way, and you accomplish what you are supposed to accomplish. Whatever you can do by faith, unbelievers can achieve it. They tried to cross the place they couldn't, because the principle that opened the Red Sea was what? Faith. Hallelujah. Are you still listening to me? I want you to get it because it's very, very important that you don't look at yourself as, I mean, and compare yourself with other people. When you walk by faith in God, the things that you can achieve, the unbelievers can achieve them. Even if they have to achieve them, it's going to be too sweating and horrible time of exercise to be able to get that. But you can achieve this by faith because it's God walking behind the scene. Hallelujah. I don't know if you're getting that. The Egyptian tried it. What did they do? They got drowned. So the, the steps you can take, the places you can go to, the things you can achieve in life, unbelievers can readily achieve that. They might struggle to do it. Some of them may be able, but you do it with ease because God has made a pronouncement about that which you are supposed to do. Once he says the thing, that becomes all you need. Praise the living God, somebody. And God told Moses, stretch forth your rod. Just release it. Release your faith. Act like you've been acting before. And you find that the rest will dry up. So every trouble with you today, I speak to that same trouble. Let the rod of faith begin to dry up that situation. In the name of Jesus Christ. You can literally overcome situation by simply just being in faith. Amen. Praise the living God. So the Egyptian tried it. They could not. But Moses tried it. He went through. Why? God said something to Moses. And that is the important thing I'm raising on this particular subject. The ability to begin to hear God. The ability to begin to see one or two things as to what God has spoken. It could be from the Bible. It could be through vision and revelation. Praise the Lord. I need it together. Because it's very, very important. That is what triggers new life into your system. When your faith is alive, when your spirit is up, you'll be able to overcome so many things. In fact, people say the coward died many times before what? His natural death. You understand that? The coward is a man of no faith. The coward is a man of no conviction of his ability or whatever he can do. He died many times before his natural death. Praise God somebody. 
You need to have the faith that sustain you anytime, anywhere. Wherever you're going to find yourself. Just exactly like it was with Moses here. And now, you may cry to God as it were like Moses did. But the point is this. Your crying to God is simply because you do not understand that God is with you. And you have the faith to overcome that particular situation. No matter the trouble. No matter the issue. I still want to repeat to you. Only one thing you need in your life. And that is what? Faith. Praise the living God. And when you have faith, you can step forward. You can go on doing what you are supposed to be doing. You can go on achieving what God has ordained that you should achieve. Once your faith is up, you are definitely going to be able to conquer. Praise God, somebody. Alright. So, let me look at something again from Ephesians. I mean, Acts chapter 15 and verse number 9. Praise the Lord. This is what faith does for you. Ha. Oh. Now, here in particular, you find that Peter was recounting his experience in the house of Kalinius. There was a debate on saying, okay, what would the Gentiles do to be accepted into the faith? They were trying to say, well, they have to go by way of the law as well. All of those things which the law prescribed. And so this debate was there with the elders. Is that okay? Now Peter stood up and to recount his experience with Kalinius. How it was possible that through just speaking the word, what happened? The Holy Ghost came down, he was baptized, and the entire household of his family came into the Lord by the experience of the Holy Spirit just because he was talking. So here he was trying to defend that experience by telling the people, I put no difference between us and them, purifying their heart by what? By faith. Take it from verse 6, let's see. 6 then to 9. I want to show you something here. Verse number 6. And the apostles and elders came together for to consider of this matter, as touching the Gentiles coming to the faith. And verse 7 says, And when there had been much disputation, Peter rose up and said unto them, Men and brethren, you know how that a good while ago, God made choice among us that the Gentiles by the mouth, I mean by my mouth, should hear the word of the word, the gospel and the word, and believe. Is that okay? Then verse 9 says, And put no difference between us and them, purifying their heart by what? By faith. What is going on here? Peter is saying, listen, God did not discriminate between us and the Gentiles. By implication, he gave us the Holy Spirit, and he gave the Gentiles what? The Holy Spirit. So God is not discriminating between us. So therefore, we do not have any reason to put a yoke upon them. When you talk about purifying your heart by faith, and that is very important. So faith is what purifies your heart to believe in the God that you are serving. Faith is what purifies your heart. When you talk about purifying your heart, it cleans your heart from all form of doubt and unbelief to stand strong. Is anybody following what I'm saying here? Good. The word purifying is very important. It means to cleanse. It means to purge. It means to purify. This is the faith that leads to obedience and absolute conviction. So when you have real faith, it purifies your heart from every form of doubt, unbelief. I mean, you, when you start thinking, is God still alive? The only thing that gets your heart out of that kind of situation is what? Faith. There's a true faith. It purifies your heart. It sets you free. It removes doubt. It removes unbelief. It gets you to stand strong and say, I know my Redeemer live it. I know my redeemer leave it. When you begin to declare that, you know for sure that your heart has been purified towards the things of God. Praise the Lord somebody. 
So faith is that thing that purifies your heart. It causes you to stand strong. It causes you to come to the place of absolute conviction. It causes you to begin to see that my Redeemer, my God, will never leave me nor forsake me. Like he promised in this world. Praise the living God somebody. No matter what is going on, when this faith hits your heart, all doubt will go. All unbelief will go. All confusion will go. All eternal debate as to whether God is alive or you are going to survive will disappear. The faith that purifies the heart of man allows the Holy Spirit to walk and begin to reveal to you the very important place that you occupy in the things of God. Praise the living God somebody. So we know that this is practically possible only when you, this begins to happen to you. You lose contact with everything that is trying to keep you bound. You lose contact with everything that is trying to subdue you not to be able to move on. I want to make you understand that with faith you get to where God wants you to be. Praise the living God somebody. But I'm talking about the faith that purifies the heart. Praise the Lord. The faith that purifies the heart. The faith that removes all forms of doubt and unbelief. At any point in time, no matter the debate you are having in your heart, when true faith comes in, those things will disappear. I need you to understand, and this is very important. Because in your homes, you'll be having some debates, having some doubt, thinking of, oh, what's going to be tomorrow? What's going to be next? When you come to this level, you are not thinking about tomorrow. You are just too sure that God has made provision for your tomorrow. Praise the living God somebody. You are so convinced that tomorrow we speak good to you. You are so convinced that every day you wake up, his masses are renewed every morning. Praise God somebody. Are you still there with me? Somebody wants to ask me a question. And say, Pastor David, how did you come about? I mean, what was your vision when you started ministry? What is the goal when you started ministry? I said, well, I have no goal. I have no vision. I just walk by faith. It takes me one step at a time. God never told me we're going to build this place. God never told me we're going to own anything here. God never showed me any house we're going to build. He never did that. Even if we if we have to do that, it's going to be by faith, not because I said that's what I want to do. Are you following what I'm talking about? But for every step that I come in life, it gives me something else. Every step I come to in life, it gave me the next step. Abraham was wondering, never knew where he was going to. I don't know if you remember that, but God was only instructing him on the way of life. The conviction is you have, my future is bright. How you're going to end up, you don't know. But I know one thing, my future is bright and glorious. Just take your step of faith. If you finish one step, God is going to give you another one. So anything you are doing, take one step at a time. God will fix up the next step for you. Amen? Once you finish this assignment, he's giving you another assignment. Progressively, you'll be expanding. It's to move from glory to glory. Hallelujah. You move from glory to glory. But that is when you stand in faith, take the first step. That's the first glory. It takes you to the next one. Anytime you accomplish a particular assignment, God gives you another assignment. When you accomplish another one level of success, he gives you another level of success. He takes you forward until he brings you to the fullness of the glory that he has for you. Praise God somebody. So sometimes you see people writing down goals. Have you seen that before? There's nothing wrong with that. But how many people achieve those goals that they are writing? Because they are things they are conjuring within their spirit. I don't know if you follow what I'm saying. They conjure so many of these things within their spirit. Like motivational speaking. They just tell you write down your goal, write down whatever. But how many people achieve those goals? That's my question. Why? Because they are not based on faith. They are not based on the leading of the father. 
They are not based on divine instruction that the Father is giving unto them. Are you following what I'm saying? Praise the living God. Like I told you before, when we were looking for the building, there may be a place to build here. Not here, we just said, okay, we need to begin to get a place to build. And I told you, people came to me and said, we have a place out to Subi to go there. But I said, no, that's not what the Lord told me. The Lord never mentioned Subi when I was coming to town. He said, worry. And then I have to be here. And that is how this thing finally began to come up. And we started working. And I tell you something. When we start building this house. You see here there was supposed to be a decan. Covering the altar. This place was not the way it is. But I will lie down in the house. And the Lord said go tell them. Remove that. Remove this. And that is how we are able to put the offices at the back. And the way it is right now. You understand that? Divine instruction. As you're taking one step, it gives you another step. Anything you are doing, it instructs you on which way to go. And success comes your way. Praise God, somebody. So faith is so vital for you to navigate through life. Faith is so vitally important. It's so critically important that you come to this level of living by the instruction that the Father gives. In fact, when you want to walk this way, I mean, it will be with ease. What I mean the word ease, you may struggle to accomplish so much. You just live on and he God who is behind you will begin to fix things for you, make provision for you, open doors for you. See that people come your way that you least expected to be of help, to be of assistance, to begin to bless you, to be able to accomplish that which I said before you. Praise the living God somebody. Are you still following me? I want you to get it because this is very critical. Remember when Jesus died, somebody helped him to carry the cross. God never told him someone's going to help you to carry the cross. Nobody told him that. I don't know if you're following what I'm saying. Right. God never told him somebody will help you carry your cross. No. But somebody came to help him carry the cross. God will stir the heart of people to come and join with you to solve whatever problem that you are going through. How it will come miraculously, you may not know. But people will just take interest in you and begin to come towards you to do ordinarily what you didn't ask them to do. Why? Faith is speaking. Is that okay? Faith is the pivot of your life. Faith is the strength of your life. Faith is the most thing that you need. The only thing you need as a foundation to be able to do what you are supposed to do. And even that with God as ordained for your life. It's so vitally important. You live by faith. Is that okay? So Peter said, this faith that I have, what did he do? He cleansed your heart. From our what? All form of doubt. Make them holy before God. Make them righteous before God. Bring them to the place of convincing and believing and walking in obedience. Amen? Praise the living God. Alright. Go with me to Hebrews chapter 4. Hebrews chapter 4. And that's what he said. Verse 2. Hebrews 4 verse number 2. For unto us was the gospel preached, as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that had it. Now he's talking about the Israelites. Hallelujah. The Israelites could not, and I've explained this to you some time ago. I believe one of the reasons why they never had the right faith was because they told God not to talk to them. I don't know if you're getting there. On the mountain, when the laws were coming, they were so scared of the thundering and lightning, and then they told God, now we don't want to cheer you. Talk to Moses, and let Moses talk to us. Now you know when you don't hear God, Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing our word, hearing by the word of God. They said they want to hear God. Now, the gospel being preached to them, the Bible said they couldn't mix it with faith. 
So, it's important for you to come to this realization. That the word you are hearing has to be mixed with faith for you to walk. Sometimes you say, Pastor, you say this thing, but I don't see any experience in it. It's because you are not mixing it with what? With faith. Praise God, somebody. The gospel has to be mixed with faith. You have to come to the place of that conviction of what you are hearing. And you believe it. And then you live it out. And you get results. The people could not mix the world with faith. By implication, the gospel message that I received didn't prosper them. But the one who prospers in this regard is the one that received a mixed word with faith. I know it will work. You have to come to the absolute conviction, knowing it, that what you are hearing from the word of God, from the preaching, it works. And then when you begin to live it out, your faith will begin to speak. Praise the living God. Let's look at it from the message translation. Message translation. Hebrews 4, I read from verse 1. Hebrews 4, verse 1. For as long then, as that promise of resting in him puts on to God's goal for us, we need to be careful that we are not disqualified. Amen? Hallelujah. By implication, when you come to the place of faith, you come to a stake which is called rest. Hallelujah. Come on, are you with me? Right. See, the Bible tells us that Jesus, when he finished all that he was supposed to do, what did he do? He sat down at the right hand of God. He's come to the place of rest. When you come to the place of rest, you're sitting down. You're coming to the place of rest, authority. I mean, think about it. If, if, if a judge, for instance, want to give a simple instruction on what to do, the judge doesn't have to stand up to sentence somebody. He's sitting down and sentencing somebody. I don't know if I get in that. This way your words become powerful. You are at rest with God. You are at rest with the Spirit of God. Jesus finished whatever he needed to do. He sat down. And from that position, he's given instruction, he's given directive. He sat at a place of power. So when you come to the place of rest through faith, you come to the place of power. Faith ignites the power in your life, and then you can do what you are supposed to do without struggle for them. You come to the place of rest. I don't know if you follow what I'm saying here. Jesus had to rest. How was he going to rest? He sat down at the right hand of God. He finished everything he was supposed to do, and he sat down at the right hand of God. All of that thing has been brought out under his feet. Praise the living God. That's to say, he was enthroned. So faith will enthrone you. Faith will establish you. Faith will give you authority. Are you sitting there with me? That's what faith does. I'm talking of the faith that cleansing your heart. It causes you to sit down in such a place of power and authority that you can determine things without struggle. You just come to the place of speaking and things will come into existence. That is what I'm talking about. Praise the living God, somebody. All right. Verse 2. We receive the same promises as those people in the wilderness. But the promise didn't do them a bit of good because they didn't receive the promises with what? With faith. That's a key point. The promises have to be received with faith. So no matter what God has spoken in his word, no matter what God is talking to you about through the messages, if you don't have faith in those things, and knowing who is making the promises, that is able to bring them to pass, you will never get them. You come to the place of disqualification. 
And now you'll be wondering if the things you've heard is true. You understand that? Praise the living God, somebody. Are we still here? So that's what we say here. The promises were never mixed with faith. If God gives you a promise, if you're reading through the scripture and you see light in the scripture, stay on with it by faith. And then you get the result. The Israelites never mixed the message with them. I mean, that was given to them with faith. They just didn't do that. And that's one of the major reasons they could not enter the promised land. I show you that, remember last week, in the case of Caleb and Joshua, of all the twelve that were sent to spy out the land. Ten had no conviction one bit. But the Bible tells me that Caleb and Joshua, they have another spirit. What spirit was that? The spirit of faith. They have the conviction. God said we are going to possess the land, so we are going to possess the land. Canaan is already for us. They have that conviction. They told them, because the Lord told them before, I'm taking you to the land that's flowing with milk and honey. Remember that? Good. Go spy it out. They went to bring everything that was supposed to be in the land. And that is what faith really stands for. You know what faith does? Evidence of things not seen. Sometimes of things hopeful. The promised land was a hope. And then what is substance now? They went there and they brought the evidence from the land. The fruits and everything they brought from the land. They were convinced the land was fruitful. But now those who don't have faith, which is another spirit now, they could not come to that comprehension that this is what God said. They begin to doubt and say, we are like grasshopper before the people. The people who just eat us up. We are nothing before them. Are you getting what I'm saying here? Good. But because these two guys have the spirit which is called another spirit, which is the spirit of faith, saying, we are well able to do what? To possess the land. Are you feeling what I'm talking about? So sometimes when you come to the Lord and you're walking by faith, God will give you one thing at a time. He will show you the next thing that will cause you to move forward. That is faith talking. If you look at Hebrews chapter 12, be able to read for yourself. The Bible says, I think verse 2, the Bible tells us that for the glory that was said before him, he did what? He endured the cross. You see that? There were problems, but he could still move on. Why? Because he had already seen the glory. So you see, when they go to the promised land, they saw the glory of God promised, and they had faith to go into the promised land. So when you begin to come by faith and walk by faith, God shows you one thing at a time. And as you step into those things, you move into another level, from glory to glory. I don't know if you are following this. So Jesus could endure the cross, as it were. The trouble, the doubt in his heart, God showed him this way I'm taking you to. This is what you're going to get as you pass through this. And because of that alone, enough faith was in his life to go through the process. You follow what I'm saying? So sometimes if you are down, and perhaps God has shown you something, just have your faith in what God has showed you. No matter what is going on, you'll be able to come to that place of full destiny, of realizing your full destiny. Why? Because God said that's what he wants to give to you. So for the glory that was said before Jesus, he endured the cross. I've already said it before. And I preached, I remember, a few years ago, I made mention of you. You must mind the cross that you carry. You know, anytime you're talking, people will say, oh, well, that is your cross. You remember that? Carry your cross. Now, cross comes in three different ways. There's a cross that comes from God. There's a cross that comes from yourself. There's a cross that comes from people. You have to understand that. You don't have to carry the cross that comes to people and be rejoicing in it. No, 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 no. You don't have to carry the cross you impose on yourself. With your unbelief and all manner of you know, attitude. No. You can only endure the cross that God gives to you. Why? Because the end of that endurance, there's what? There's a glory. Praise the living God. So I always say this. Any cross you are carrying 
If God didn't show you a glory on the other side, that is not your cross. That is not cross from God. Are you listening to me? They enter the promised land, he showed them what it's going to be like. That's the substance, the hope, the evidence of things hoped for. They saw the fruit of the land. That they knew that what God said, that the land is a good land, is readily available. They saw it first, before they move into the land. Jesus saw the glory that is going to come before he went to the cross. I have to tell you the same thing. If God is actually positioning for something for greatness, no matter what time it takes, it's going to come to pass. But you first see it. That's why the evidence of things not seen. You follow it now? It's the evidence of things not seen. So there have to be some evidence. It's not abstract. I keep saying it. Faith is not abstract in a way this. There are things that God will show you. There are things that God will point out to you. There are revelations that God will give to you. To be able to know that you are moving to where God really has in mind for you. But you have to take this step. One step at a time. As you move on, the greater glory is expounded before you. Praise the Lord somebody. Verse number three. If we believe though, we experience that state of resting. Can I hear an amen? But not if we don't have faith. Hallelujah. Not if we don't do what? Have faith. Very important. We will come to the place of rest. Yes. God has designed that we come to the place of rest. Certainly. But if you don't have faith, if you don't believe what God is saying, you will come to the place of rest. Hallelujah. There will be no rest for you. It will be continuous time of struggle. Continuous time of you know, agitation, frustration. All the time. Why? Because there is no faith. And when faith begins to speak, I urge you to stay by faith and walk by faith. Praise the living God, somebody. And so, in 1 Timothy 6, 12, we read the same thing last week. What did it say? Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. We are unto that art also called as profess a good profession before many witnesses. Fight a good fight of faith. So there is a fight we are supposed to be in. And what fight is that? Fight of faith. What is that supposed to mean? Don't doubt what God is saying. Don't be discouraged in life. I don't know if you are getting that. It's a good fight. There's only one fight that will fight that is good. And that's the fight of faith. Don't lose faith in what God is saying. Hold on to whatever thing God has told you. Stay strong in what God is saying. Profess what God is saying to you. Stay with it. Believe it. Confess it. Hallelujah. Are we still here? So that if anything is going on at any time, you say, no, this is what I believe. This is what God says. Remember the scripture said, we speak because we believe. We got to speak what we believe. What is God saying to you? What you think God has in mind for you? What do you think is the position God intends you to occupy? What do you think God wants to do in the next few days, the next few years of your life? What is God saying to you? Fight the good fight of faith. Don't be discouraged. Don't be weighed down. Even if people come to tell you certain things, no. Don't let that discourage you. Right now, what is going on? Inflation has gone up. Food is gone high. Everything is gone high. This only story you hear. But that shouldn't be your problem. That shouldn't discourage you. No matter how far the process is going, you are going to be an overcomer. You are still going to live in the midst of the people. Praise the living God. 
The Bible says we have to live in the land of the living. We are not going to be discouraged about it. We are not going to be weighed down because of what is going on. We want to stand by faith who is giving us life, who is giving us hope, who is giving us assurance that in the midst of all this trouble, just like what with Isaac, in the midst of famine, Isaac will still sow and succeed a hundredfold pause. Amen, somebody? Praise the living God. So there's no time for discouragement. This time to live by faith. This time to walk by faith. This is the time I see your business prospering in the midst of difficult time. This is the time I see your business coming to a higher level. This is the time I see you coming to give testimony because of what God is doing over your business, over your life and over your family, over your finances. This is the hour I'm telling you, it's a time of faith. It's a time to live by faith, to walk by faith, to stay on what God is saying. That in the midst of this terrible time, my people are going to survive it. Praise the living God, somebody. That's why you need to pick up. That's the good fight of faith. You need to fight it. No discouragement. Don't allow everybody come to tell you discouraging spirits. No, no, no. Don't allow everyone come to begin to inject into your mind the things that are not of God. At that level, you will lose your faith. In other words, you are not able to mix what you are hearing with what? With faith. It's not all messages that you can listen to now. It's not all people that can come for counseling right now. No, no, no. Just be focused on what you are doing. But I want to assure you in this house, no matter what is going on, you are going to survive. Not only that, you are going to move forward. I say you are going to move forward. You are going to move forward in the name of Jesus. And I believe God will begin to speak to each and every one of you on what to do and what not to do. In times like this, keep your faith in God. Keep your trust in God. Keep your trust in the Holy Spirit. Let Him keep on directing. Let Him keep on leading. You move from glory to glory. Hallelujah. That's what is expected of you. You mix in faith with what you are receiving. You mix in faith with what you are hearing. You mix in faith with the promises of God. When God gives you a promise, men stay by it. Don't think twice about it. Count it down. Let it be a done deal. It is settled in your mind. Because God said that, and it's going to come to pass. Because God promised me this, and it is going to pass. Don't allow anybody to discourage you. Don't allow even what happened to other people to be your model. No, no, no. That something wrong happened to somebody, that doesn't mean it's going to happen to you. Even if it happened to people in your family, that's not the same going to happen to you. You are a different and individual. You are unique to God. Praise the living God, somebody. Are you still with me? I want you to understand the concept of faith that works. The concept of faith that speaks volume. The concept of faith that men will talk about at the end of the day. It is a faith that is based on the instruction of God. As you take one step at a time, I promise you, you are going to arrive on your destiny. In the name of Jesus Christ. But my concern again is for God to begin to speak to you so that he can show you your next step. He can show you the next stage of your life. He can speak to you how he intends you to walk. When you come to that realization, you begin to take one step at a time. And the glory is sure to come to be. Praise the living God somebody. So Israel could not mix the word of God with faith. Therefore, they could not enter the promised land. They could not enter rest. I mean, you struggle enough. You need to come to the place of rest. You've done all you can do as a human being, but you must come to the place of rest. And how are you going to come to that? Through faith. How are you going to achieve that? Through faith. I don't know if you are getting that. You can't be listening to messages that are discouraging at this time. You can't be listening to counsels that cannot stir up your faith. You must begin to mind the people you associate with. 
Hallelujah. You see, Caleb and Joseph said, why are you discouraging the people? Why are you making their heart hard against the things of God? Why are you bringing doubt into the heart of the people after they've gone to spy out the land? You can't be listening to everybody this time. People that can't speak about your future, people that can't speak things that pertain to your next level, you don't need them in your life. If you want to walk by faith, you must mind those you communicate with. If you want to walk by faith, you must begin to see, hallelujah, what God has in mind. Praise the living God, somebody. A few days ago, I don't even, out of hard work or whatever, my blood pressure just packed up. It was a terrible thing. When I went to see the doctor, he was amazed. How can you cope with this? But I wasn't really thinking about it. I wasn't, because I know the Lord had promised me, He wants me to get a level. There are things He wants me to do that I have not done. So I know blood pressure is not going to kill me. Hallelujah. When men's heart were failing them, my heart is strong. I know it wouldn't do me anything. I know I will come out of it. I know because I just need a little rest and that's all. Praise the living God somebody. No, you see, you can die before your time. If you don't have faith, you can die before your time. But one thing that keeps you going is when you know that it's a promise God has made and you have not achieved that promise. You see the life I showed you of Peter? How he was lying down, sleeping in cell, in the prison, and yet James had been killed. Why was he sleeping? Because Jesus told him, when you are old, I don't know if you are getting that. That's all you need. One word from God that gives you assurance of where you are supposed to be. That gives you assurance about your tomorrow. One word from God, you can come to the place of rest. When men's heart were troubled, I wasn't troubled. That is not my issue. In the midst of that, I went to the meeting at Agbaro. Spoke for, I mean, like the morning section of, 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 of Friday. I started speaking from 10 o'clock to about 2 o'clock. I was still standing and talking to the people. 4.30, we're back on the stage. I mean, we just keep on going. Because God has already made a promise. And I'm looking on the promise, not my weakness, not my, you know, nothing about my life. I know I will achieve and I'll get to the place that God said I'm going to be. That's how to walk by faith. Don't allow anything in your mind, in your, I mean, don't even allow your physical experiences to tell you that you're about to die. Don't lose faith. Stay with God. I will live in the land of the living. I will testify of the goodness of God. You can't die now. Hallelujah. You are not dying now. Praise God, somebody. Hold your faith strong. Stand in what God has promised you. Don't allow people distract you from mixing faith with the word of God. What God says about me is what matters. What God has determined about my life is what matters. Are you here with me? Praise the living God. Even if the enemies are there to come after you, they are going to experience what they least expected for. I told you before, if you think people are pursuing you, God is setting them up for destruction. You will see them no more. That's according to the word of God. Said so these Egyptians you see now, by tomorrow you will see them no more. And if you read down the story, you find that a cloud came and stood between the children of Israel and the Egyptians. To the Egyptian, it was darkness. Children of Israel, it was light. In the midst of the dark season that we are, light is going to be on your family. Hallelujah. That is what made God God. <laughs> and he said, those who serve me, I'm going to treat them like jewels. You have to understand 
that this is a time for you to shine. This is a time for you to reveal the things that have never been seen before. For in the time of the gross darkness upon the face of the earth, the Bible says, Arise, shine, for the glory is come. This is the time to shine. There's no time to be discouraged. There's no time to listen to all kinds of moves to mix up your faith and bring you down. No, not like children of Israel. We must walk towards coming to the place of rest and absolute rest. Am I helping anybody? Don't consider what is in your body to be anything. You see, you must walk to. A few years ago, I have this boy that was sent to us. He was terribly asthmatic. If you sit down, the next thing you see him panting as if he's about to go. The boy came to the house to stay with us for a few days on holidays. And I was said to pray for the child. <laughs> I said, we don't need to pray for this child. As long as the child is in this house and is eating the food and drinking the water from this house, you get healed. And that was it. Within a week, this guy was completely set free. No more asthma. He went back and he went to school. We got to have faith sometime. Beyond the level of what we see. You understand what I'm saying? Beyond the level of what we see. Your faith should speak for you. Your faith should be completely speaking at any point in time. No matter what you say. No. You can cause that person to rise. You can cause that situation to come alive. You can cause your business to come alive. Just exercising faith in who? In God. Praise the living God somebody. Have I helped anybody this morning? I need you to stand up. I need you to walk by faith. I need you to come to the place of absolute conviction of what God has promised, what God intends to do, what God is doing right now. I need you to come to that place. Hallelujah. I need you to come to the place of absolute conviction. Now you must come to the place of rest. The place of rest in God is what I'm talking about. And that's the place of faith. Now I want you to take authority over all your doubts, all your unbelief, before now. What is it that is troubling you? What is it that's oppressing your mind? What is it that's oppressing your thoughts? Take authority against it right now. I need you to begin to pray. And I want you to pray absolutely. Do you have conviction about your tomorrow? Do you have faith about what God has promised you? Do you think God is still concerned about your life? Do you think God has so determined to make you who ordinarily you thought you were going to be? Begin to talk to the Father. Your faith must stand on the word of God. Your faith must stand on the promises of God. Your faith must stand on the thoughts and intent and purposes of God for your life. You are coming rich. You are coming glorious. You are getting to your destiny. And no power can stop you from getting there. Talk to the Father. Talk to the Father. I need you to pray. I need you to pray. I need you to pray. I want you to pray. What is it you are expecting and it hasn't come to pass? What is it you are believing God for that you haven't seen? Can you start stretching faith right now to say this one is going to come to pass? I believe it. This is God's mind for me. This God thought for me. This God intent for me. I believe it. Hold on to what God has promised you. Hold on to what you know you are supposed to have. Hold on to what you know is yours and nobody else. You say you must come to the place of rest. And you sit down when you come to the place of rest. When you come to the place of rest, things will begin to work for you. When you come away from agitation, things will begin to work for you.
Thank you for listening to Dr. David Ogaga. We know you have been blessed by this station. You can share this message with your friends and loved ones. For more information, inquiries, and free downloads, please visit www.davidogaga.org or you can send us an email admin at gkai.net. God bless you.